1: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play, powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly, call 1-800-858-858. Our next guest has joined us on the line. Her name is Sarah Clausen. Sarah, a very good morning to you.
0: Yeah, good day, Andy. How are you?
1: I'm very good, Sarah. Pleasure to have you on the show this morning. Now, for those who aren't aware, you have currently uh, well, or recently taken up a, a spot on Greyhound Racing New Zealand's national board as a, a youth advocate. Do you want to just talk us through what that involves?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, no, recently I was given the opportunity to be on sit on the uh, racing board each month. Um, I'm able to give my opinion on um, certain on particular things that they talk about in the meetings and bring a, uh, I guess, a more youthful opinion uh, to the role as the um, majority of them are a bit older.
1: <laughs> what what made you uh, want to go and, and get involved in that side of things, Sarah? Is the, that administrative side of, of Greyhound Racing something that interests you?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, Matt and I started out pretty young um, in the industry. I came from a banking background and given... Um, our progression over the last 10 years and our experiences within the game, um, I thought I would be able to add um, a fair bit of uh, value and insight into how hard I uh, guess things have been for us to get to where we are now and um, hopefully help a few more younger people come through the game.
1: Talk us through the experience so far. How have you found uh, being on something like the, the National Board?
0: Yeah, it's really it's really been interesting. I've really enjoyed my time I'm able to um, get a better insight, I guess, into how things are are, um, worked out and and processed. And um, it's given me an opportunity to uh, present the idea of the um, Youth Board Award that we've just recently introduced, um, where a participant under the age of 30 um, can be nominated and potentially um, win the award every month. So it'll be um, obviously uh, 12 awards per year, um, and then they'll go and... Um, contention for the yearly award so um, it's been really good you know there's a $500 prize up for grabs um, each month whoever wins the award and it, uh, it, it helps to I guess um, with financial backing give them a few more opportunities that they may not necessarily have had um, previously.
1: Just give us a quick chat through that award, Sarah. How that all works, uh, who selects it, and and how people go about uh, nominating young people to 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 get after that award.
0: Yeah, so anybody anybody can um, nominate anybody under the age of thirty, um, and then they all get um, sent through. And then each month, the board uh, has a quite a thorough discussion um, about who who has been nominated, and um, out of that, they just select. Someone that they think is most worthy for that month. Um, there are a couple of independents on the board, so it's always really, really um, good to have really good information about each individual. Um, why, you know, what they've done, where they've got to, and um, it really helps to also give a, a better understanding. Um, and everyone actually learns a lot more about each um, all these young people that are in the industry.
1: You spoke a little bit before about how uh, Matt Roberts and yourself started off relatively young in terms of setting up the operation you did uh, when you were based up in Martin. What are the challenges that face young people who either want to get into the game or young people that are already involved in the game and want to take that next step into making it a fairly decent career that it can be for some?
0: Yeah, well, that was our problem. We started... Um, we were probably early 20s started looking for a property down here in Canterbury and just couldn't find anything and of course um, I'd just recently come out of uni and Matt had been training a small team out of his dad's property and of course that doesn't give you enough um, financial backing to be able to go and buy a, buy a large property to train greyhounds out of um, so we ended up making a big decision to move up to the North Island where we were able to work with Stu Dickinson and, and lease his property and, and train his greyhounds so it was a a huge risk on our part and a huge risk probably on Stu's part, knowing that Matt had only ever trained a few dogs before, but we took the opportunity and and ran with it. And it it was such an awesome time up there. um, You know, I worked full-time in the bank um, majority of the time there, so it wasn't like I was just helping Matt with the dogs. You know, he had to have that other financial, um, you know, that other income coming in as well um, for us to be, Doing what we were doing, and then also on top of that, we actually were we uh, re- renovated and sold a house up there too. So we were doing a few different things while we we're up there to sort of get a, a bit of money in the bank to be able to move back down to Canterbury again to actually buy a property and, and set up properly.
1: So at the end of the day, it comes down to hard work and perseverance, and uh, and and then all this sort of stuff can can fall into place, and it can happen for youngsters
0: yeah it can I mean it takes it takes some some serious hard work and a lot lot you know it doesn't happen overnight and um, and that's that's the struggle that I've definitely seen over the years. I mean it, good, it took us a good ten years to get where we were uh, and I know that there's a lot of other young people who desperately want to get into the same situation that that we're fortunate enough to get into now and I just to train greyhounds uh, for a young person full time. I probably would say at this stage in the game, you know, it's it's impossible to get onto the property ladder. Um, you really need to be diversifying, and and I'd love to explore, continue to explore more options. Where a greyhound trainer can just be a greyhound trainer, and then go and own their own property and and train their dogs from there. I mean, it's it's not even just trying to purchase a property now; it's trying to find the property that you can have greyhounds on that. Um, <laughs> You know you're not too close to neighbors or, or any of those other things. So there's a lot of hurdles for young people today and even sourcing greyhounds at the moment. I mean're we very lucky um, that um, you know people like Robin Wales um, that are sort of sending their dogs out to more people now and Karen Walsh. Um, but there's just so many so many hurdles to overcome as a young person.
1: Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. There are a lot of uh, issues facing them. Um, What about in terms of uh, initiatives going forward? Is there room or or any ideas uh, around any form of cadetship or or something that we can do as as an industry to, to try and get young people involved?
0: Yeah, at the moment, uh, all the codes are actually working together to create um, like a bit of a course um, that can be done online um, and in person, which they're still working through that, which is a stepping stone, but um, just my opinion, but I'd be quite keen to see down the future more facilities to be held on tracks. Um, You know, having a vet that's on course um, and actually works out of that course every day of the week so trainers can go. Um, get the dogs vaccinated at a cheaper rate. You know, get the dogs checked by a person who's an expert. in greyhounds um, potentially having kennels and a bit of a you know like a straight track or or a, um, a sand track that people you know that young people they may only have a couple of dogs and, and can't afford the properties or facilities to have their own where they can go and lease them. Um, but they are just. Big ideas at the moment that um, hopefully down the track we can sort of explore and, and work through and see if there's any um, any potential to have it as something that happens in the future.
1: Well, the best outcomes always start with a solid plan, Sarah, and that sounds like uh, something really good for for not only young people but uh, but anybody involved in the game or wanting to get involved, of course. Now you're not only training dogs, you're not only on the board, but you're raising a, a, a small family as well, a young family, and you've got to deal with Matt as well. So I'm picking life for you is pretty hard and uh, pretty busy.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a bit of a juggling act, and there's certainly not much um, peace or quiet, but it's it's great. I mean, it's, raising children in the greyhound industry is actually a fantastic, uh, fantastic life for us. It means that Matt and myself are generally around the kids every day, um, you know, the kids can interact with the dogs. Estill has named a couple of dogs. You know, he knows who's what dogs, what now. And it's, it's really great to be able to be with the kids, working, showing them, you know, what we do every day and, and then being involved.
1: At what age does he start giving Matt training advice?
0: <laughs> oh, well these questions few things already um Estil's named a dog and he's just about to go get it start racing so hopefully it actually earns some money so he can put it in his money box and then he can actually go out and buy his own in the future and
1: <laughs> that's outstanding that's outstanding sarah we've nearly finished but we can't let you go until we get you to tip us out a winner from the team over the next week or so
0: oh geez i i had a look and i really struggled but Hopefully, um, the way Minnie Adobe raced last week, she's in on Tuesday. I'd I'd quite like to see her win again.
1: Beautiful. That's all we need, Sarah. Hey, thanks for your time. Thanks for everything you're doing uh, for the sport and all the young people in the sport. It's uh, appreciated by many. Thanks very much.